For the second year in a row, Oregon found a way to win a one-score game against Washington, and they are in a ridiculously strong position in the Pac-12 North. Utah, likewise, strong position in the South. They had a big win over Arizona State. All that and more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Ineligible receiver, offense number 64. By rule, that penalty is disregarded. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. Last week started off on Thursday UCLA goes into Stanford, a Stanford team that had beaten Washington at home. Well, UCLA didn't have any trouble going in there. They went into the farm and uh, beat the fuck out of Stanford, 34 yeah. to 16. Yeah, really kicked the crap out of them. Like, from the, from the get-go, too, you know? Like, just yeah, just came out of the gates and were better the whole time than Stanford. None of that uh, competence that we saw Stanford playing with against Washington was there. I guess they were on their third quarterback, so you know there's some uh, reasoning for it if you're Stanford. But, but for God's sakes, just an absolutely atrocious showing for Stanford. And uh, you know, UCLA's not that not that far out of the race in the South right now. Yeah, I mean that's a, this is the second. I mean, this is what I guess it has to be if you're going from terrible to middling. Is you just jump up and win some games out of nowhere. Stanford had to think they had this thing in the bag, dude. UCLA has looked absolutely lost except for one uh, nuclear half against Washington State this year. Uh, and, like, Stanford's got to be thinking, no way. We just took care of Washington, big, bad Washington. So certainly UCLA is not going to pose us any trouble. Not the case, dude. Yeah, unbelievable. And now, I mean... Wheels keep coming off for Stanford, and it's not going to get any better for them. You know, you can't compete with UCLA. You're going to have a long season uh, ahead of you. And, you know, maybe maybe the, maybe the Chip Keller's picking up a little steam. Maybe. Yep. Uh, Stanford uh, having such a bad year. They have the same conference record as Washington. UCLA, superior conference record to the Washington Huskies at this point in the season. Yeah, that's great. Good news. Good All right. news. Arizona State went to Utah, battle of ranked teams. Herm. And it's grinded out. Uh, Sun Devils, they go to Utah. Utah, 21-3. to Comprehensive winners. Real defensive battle. Uh, Utah looked like they were going to have potentially some injury trouble in this game, but I understand both players returned uh, and returned and were effective enough. Big win for the Utes. They're looking good in the South. Yeah, I remember I didn't, we didn't talk about it, but Arizona State's defensive coordinator the week before they played WSU came out with some – some language that you don't see very often anymore, kind of insinuating they were going to, you know, hit pretty hard. And if you knock them down, they won't get up and sort of suggesting that maybe if you injured WSU players, it would help your cause. Um, It does. It does. Yeah. Well, WSU's uh, Coug Center guys uh, caught up, caught whiff of this and made a big deal out of it. And then I I don't think the Arizona state WSU game was particularly dirty. Um, but Arizona State apparently did go a little bit out over the line against Utah. Uh, Zach Moss injured, Tyler Huntley injured. Apparently after the game, um, it was so bad that Herm was forced to apologize to uh, Coach Whittingham for his team's uh, dirty play. So that's something to watch on a go-forward basis, I think. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Listen, uh, you do what you can do. Herman's out here trying to get wins, dude. He's like the Tony Pulis of uh, the Pac-12, the old West Brom coach. He doesn't. He's just. He's here to get results, and he doesn't give a damn what it looks like. And you know, if he's got a cheat to do it, he'll do it. Well, he still lost his game, so it didn't work. But he tried. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like him. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. What do you say, Utah? They're playing somebody soon. Yeah, they're, right. playing every week. they're playing uh, Cal this week. What do you, uh, you want to talk about there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's talk about... Uh-oh. I lost my scores, dude. Who is the next game after that? I believe we are talking about an Oregon State victory over Cal. That's what yeah, fuck Cal. You know what I mean? <laughs> another you another know. team that went ahead and beat Washington. Um, 4-0. They beat Washington in the lightning delay fluke. You know... And Cal's back on their bullshit about how their culture is so fucking great. This is Cal. This is the Cal culture that everybody's come to know and love over the years. Just absolute maddening inconsistency. And yeah, you know, whatever. Chase Garbers is hurt. Cry me a river, dude. It's Oregon State. You're at home. Like two weeks ago, you were like a contender for, you know, the Pac-12 North title, you know well, what you I mean? You were ranked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were ranked. You were four and zero, you know, before these last three games, and now you're just on the slide. You're you're losing to an Oregon State team that you know couldn't win. You know, was like winning one game a year against like Portland State, you know, and then all of a sudden the Beavs, the Beavs, who everybody left for dead, all of a sudden at two and two have a better conference record than the Washington Huskies. Those <laughs> jerk offs. Yeah, God bless the Beavs, dude. Good for uh, Jonathan Smith. Yeah, for those I'm not, I'm not, I can't be mad at the Beavs. Like, who can be mad at the Beavs? Next up, we have a game. Uh, I'm going to give you two teams with worse conference records than the Washington Huskies. Your Cougarinos, winless in the Pac-12 coming into this game, and the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, the Cougs needed a get-right game, and did they ever get right? Comprehensive, 41-10 to 10 winners. Yeah, they got right in a big way, and I think, I think for the Buffaloes, it's a – it's kind of interesting. Wasn't the Buffalo's head coach like a defensive guy? I thought like that was his deal um, coming in. That was kind of the, the side of the ball he specialized in. Doesn't seem like they have very good defense, uh, Colorado. I wonder. I was I was also so watching the. I was uh, checking Twitter out, and the Cook Center guys were were mocking him like, "Hey, you're not at Alabama anymore. You can't run that stuff and expect it to work." And I was thinking that's ironic for them to take that position because, as you have pointed out. Many times when Mike Leach got to WSU, he ran his system, you know, even though he didn't have the players. And it looked a bit foolish for a while um, trying to, you know, get the wrong personnel to run the system, the style that he wanted. I wonder if maybe the Colorado head coach, uh, Mel Tucker or whatever, isn't just saying, yep, I know we don't have the players, but this is this is actually the defense we're going to run. Yeah, I mean, and also if you're uh, Colorado, your job was essentially done uh, two weeks into the season when you beat Colorado State and then you won a big rivalry game at home against Nebraska. And so you've shown what you needed to show. Now, they have brutal schedule the rest of the way uh, at UCLA and home against Stanford looking the most winnable on the schedule. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that. so give me, you know, if you if you can find me two more wins – then you say, great, great building block. You find me one more, I still say it's a fine year. Yeah, I, I'd buy into that. All righty. Uh, Arizona went to USC. Arizona, uh, two weeks ago, were 4-1, one, one yard away from being undefeated. 
they collapsed in the second half against Washington, and they got stomped by USC. USC 41-14 to winners. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten much right this year, but I was on this last week, and I think you were as well um, in terms of, of, you know, looking. We, you know, I think we both were a little shell-shocked watching how bad Khalil Tate was uh, the week So before. bad. So very, very bad. But, I mean, USC so much more talented than Arizona going into this game. And uh, they got Keydon Slovis back, who, I don't know, seems like he's like a Giuliani – you know, associate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, There's like got to be a bunch of pictures of him and like uh, Republican senators over the last few years at fundraisers and in like a private jet. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, seen here with Keaton. Pilot. I I don't want to throw this around, but potentially was the pilot of Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Keaton Slovis, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot, oh, dude. Man. I'm hot. Yeah, this is a good week. This is a good week for a little bit of an edge. A little bit of an edge going in. Coach Pete failed us. Failed us badly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, anyway, so anyway, fuck this bullshit game that nobody cares about with these fucking unranked teams. Let's talk about Oregon and Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Lake's a failure. Peterson's a failure. Hamden's a failure. They're all yeah. failures, dude. The players, the teens, absolute failures. Unbelievable. Not a man among them. Uh, when we were in like the depths of the streak, you know, and there was just like no way out. I remember watching one of these games uh, and like at just be like these games used to just break me. Right. When it was like, you know, games like seven through nine, you know, yeah. uh, of the ones they had won in a row. Like I was just so de- like it would like make me feel bad for like a, like a week, you know, like one fifty second of my year. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, would be yeah. like in kind of a pretty black mood because Oregon whooped up on Washington again. And I remarked, I believe at the time during one of these podcasts that I really need to get some like things going on in my life. Yeah. You know, to like, to like, I need to get my act together. So like, this doesn't mean so much to me. So here's the deal, dude. I missed like two thirds of this game because I was coaching my daughter's soccer team. She scored a goal. It was great. Uh, showed up. The, ba- the bad part is, is that and apparently for portions of this game, we looked good. I missed all of that. Like when I showed up, we were up 28 to 21. We scored to go up 10, but then Oregon promptly came back and scored. And it, it was always looking like we were going to lose the rest of the way. Yeah. It was the first Oregon game in a while where they ran multiple plays where as they ran the play, you know, this used to happen all the time during the streak. And, and we've talked about it on the pod multiple times. Where yeah. you see an Oregon player, like a running back, Michael James, why not? Just pick a, pick a name. Yeah. You know, he would he would take a read option or he would he would turn the corner on a play and you'd be like, Oh my god, there's nobody there. Like yeah. open space, right? And like they ran a couple of of screens where Herbert got the ball out, got the screen to the receiver, and I'm looking, I'm in the stadium and you can still see it. I'm like there's, there's no, there's no defenders over there. There's three offensive blockers ready to go. The ball carrier and I see one husky, like defender, like yeah. he's gonna go to the house. And yeah. it did. Like it was like there was multiple plays where Jimmy Lake's vaunted uh, defense just got caught completely with its pants down. Yeah. Um, Oregon's offense did what? Pantsless. Uh, yeah. Oh God, it's unbelievable. And Oregon cheeks offense, in the breeze. 
Oregon's offense did what Bush Hamden refuses to do, which is when they're just gashing you down the middle, they just kept doing it. And then until they ran the ball in the, in the end zone, they're like, I'll be damned. We just it didn't work all the way in. Like they never beat themselves on play calling. I guess their offensive coordinator has been under some kind of a pressure, you know, for something. I don't know. It looked pretty good to me. Um, and what's Well, no, probably- I mean, we, we talked about before this game is that Oregon had uh, – scored like an average of 20 points against every power five team they played outside of Colorado. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their offense has not been great this year. Yeah. Well, it was great on Saturday and you know, on offense for Washington, it was probably their best game of the year, except it's completely and utterly marred by a wildcat call in the fourth quarter. When you're up three with the ball, third and two, you run, Kamari Pleasant out of the Wildcat, who's your fourth string right running back? Fourth string right? running back hits the hits the hole like a down pillow. That fucking guy. Yeah, and and you've already run it twice with him in the game for absolutely nothing. Completely blown up both times you've run it, and so on. Basically, you know, one of the biggest snaps of the season. Oh, and by the way, Jacob Eason's dealing like playing well, like above average. You know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah, solid solid up. game from him. Yeah, and so biggest biggest snap of the season and you take your future NFL quarterback and line him up on the sideline and snap the ball to a fourth string running back and let that basically decide the game like uh, fire him like get rid of him like you can't do that yeah I'm like uh, you know I, I, the worry here is that you know we end up just like sticking with Bush Hamden but I think like for for uh Washington to optimize there needs to be uh like kind of or an organic player function here uh which took place in 2016 under Peterson both with the offense because John Ross was so elective electric but also the death row defense like and like uh and here's what I think you know that this comes down to in the last two years for Washington because in an extremely reasonable world Washington has won four games in a row against Oregon. Both of those games were there to be had the last two years. Instead, yeah. they've lost the last two, right? Uh, and I think it's because, simply, Oregon has more motherfuckers than Washington has. They have more guys who take this shit personally uh, and are meaner. And we got a bunch of OKGs out there who are, are uh, deferential to the Chris Peterson system. And for Washington to improve, they need like just straight up more alphas on the field than they have. They have great players who are coached up well, uh, but there's nobody like there. We need more men. More, more Azim Victor and less Ben Burkhurvin. Yeah, exactly. For as, as, for as great as both those players were, more Azim Victor, less Ben Burkhurvin. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and it's not, you know, you don't want to go to the extent that Arizona state, you know, pretend, you know, arguably goes to in terms of like intentionally trying to injure people like, but here's what the deal is. You don't want that as the coaching coming from the coaching staff, but if there's one or two guys out there and that's their MO, well, that's quite fine. Well, I mean, <laughs> here's, here's what I know is that in the fourth quarter of that game, like I, I knew, like I had the I had the the feeling that this isn't going to go the way that we want it to go. Yeah. Um. It just you just knew. Like you just as you said, Oregon just had the swagger, and they were up and down the field. Washington was doing all right, and they were they were hanging in. But just at the end of the day, you I just felt like this isn't going to break. This isn't going to break our way. Like we're not out there forcing the issue. Ex- that's exactly it. 
Yeah, Oregon's coming downhill on UW right now, and, and UW is in recoil, and that's you're going to lose that game. It's and it's it the the standard uh, Peterson team in a big game, whether it be you know Bama or Auburn or Ohio State or Penn State or something like that, where we're sitting out there in the field like, pretty please, would it be okay if we won this game today? So we're going to try our normal things we do. Would you let us win, please? And the other teams are like just fucking trying to win the game. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, you said it exactly right. When when Oregon is forcing the issue and we're sitting there, uh, it, you know, it's the difference between, uh, uh, you know, hitting a shot and trying to make it or hitting a shot and hoping it gets close. Yeah, oh, absolutely right. I mean, yeah, it's the difference between calling plays with intention to win and snapping the ball to a fourth string running back in, you know, in the fourth quarter with the lead in the leather because that's what statistically – you know, you've got it drawn up on your paper. Like, fuck that. Be like, no, get it to get it to Eason, call a play, and tell that motherfucker to hit somebody with a pass for a first down. And then we're gonna get another one. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like don't don't run the Wildcat there. That was obviously the wrong call. Everybody knew it at the time and it immediately got blown up. Like it wasn't even close. Yep. And I also gotta give it up to uh Cristobal for uh when they were down ten on that drive, Washington got him to like a fourth and three pretty solidly in Oregon territory. Like they were on their 35 or thereabouts and they were just like straight up. We're going for it and ran for it and got it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like that's, that's win the game, win the game. Uh, and you notice we talked about this entire game so far and nobody said shit about the non-pass interference call at the end of the game by Puka Nakua because everybody knows that that shit doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how Washington won the Pac-12 championship game last year. It was like on a non-pass interference call when Byron Murphy came to the back of a Utah player and it didn't bother me then. And this doesn't really bother me now because you can't ask an official to keep you in a game. Can you call that? Can you throw the flag so we can have another chance to win the game, please? Fuck you. Very That's what I think about that. So anyway, we all picked Washington and all got that wrong. How'd we do on picks last week? Not great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two and four for myself, two and four for worm and three and three for you. So you're you're just crushing everybody at this point. Uh, you are 37 and 23. I am now five games back at 32 and 28, and my worm is very deep behind all of us at 29 and 31. That's that's rough. That's rough to be under 500. I mean, but you know what? You got uh, one conference game. You're out lines. <laughs> you're supposed to pad, but I can't. I mean, I'm not that far ahead of him at four over. So you know, he'll he'll, he'll bounce back. Are we on a buy this week? We are on a bye this week. Oh, great. Good scheduling, Jen Cohen. We've been playing football for eight fucking straight weeks. Just like every year, we don't get a bye till it's like fucking almost November. Yeah. Schedule your games, goddammit. Everybody's a failure over there. Uh, but uh, the, other thing, the, the other thing I'll say is we've talked uh, since 16, Washington seasons have been poisoned by uh, pursuit of another college football playoff appearance. Uh, and to a lesser extent, uh, everything kind of framed through the picture of how's this going to look for the Pac-12 North. We, in a sense, are free. We've been blessed. We can just worry about the next game. Yeah, well, and that's it. it. We're we're like we're like any old team, you know. Like I was uh, two Saturdays ago when I was sick and I was sitting there. Sometimes, like when I like want to pick out a game, if I have a window, I like you know because I was sick. Everybody was going to the pumpkin patch. I could just sit there and watch a game. And I watched Texas Tech and Baylor. Right. Because yeah. sometimes I just like to watch what the most bullshit game that nobody cares about because I just want to see what life is like in Waco, you know, for three hours. Baylor's undefeated. That's what it's like. Yeah. Um, 
Good game, double OT. Uh, but yeah, so like that's what our games are now. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Uh, and Washington has every opportunity to finish strong this season, but it's going to be. And frankly, we're in the position where a Chris Peterson uh, teams thrive, which is we're going to be playing lesser opponents with no stakes. So, like, I would not be surprised at all to see us finish strong. Uh, but also, who gives a shit? We get to go one week at a time. There we go. Yep. All right. So this next week of Pac-12 games will not feature Washington, which is good because I don't want to see those assholes this week. We'll see, we'll see them next week. Hopefully they all feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I don't care. I don't care that they're teenagers. They, they made me feel bad as an adult. <laughs> uh, so Friday night, USC going to Colorado. Friday night road game in the Pac-12. Colorado's looked like dog shit recently. USC, they were plucky against Notre Dame, only lost by a field goal, dominant against Arizona. Uh, they are 13.5-point road favorites. I'll take the Trojans. It seems easy. I will definitely take the Trojans. That does seem easy based on what we've seen out of Colorado the last couple of weeks. They do not appear to have a defense. And if I was LaVisca Chenault, I would be preparing myself for the NFL. I agree with that as well. Uh, next up, Saturday. We're going to start things off at 1230 on the Pac-12 Network. Arizona is going to Stanford. Let me tell you about Stanford, the Stanford team that beat Washington. They're one-point home dogs to a bad Arizona team. This is a confounding game. I I have to assume Stanford's going to win. I mean, just because they're – I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's the problem with these stupid Palo Alto <laughs> – jerks is that they're they're so bad when they play bad games and then against washington they look good yep yep oh it's like, a tough one the only 60 yep. minutes of football i've actually watched these guys play they look great yeah i'll take arizona in this game i don't know i'm gonna get all, all right. right i'm taking stanford all right arizona state at ucla arizona state are three and a half point favorites they're coming off the loss against utah they're playing a UCLA team riding high now with the big win on the farm. UCLA returning home triumphant. And frankly, right, UCLA can get to places on the scoreboard that Arizona State can't, theoretically. You know what I mean? In terms of having an offense. But that said, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bet last week, and I'll take Arizona State to cover. I like UCLA in this. I, like, I think that's a good pick. Similar who, who, to Stanford, I have no idea. <clears throat> UCLA is like potentially just a purely erratic team right now. Like they're like impossible to pick and you have to love it. Yeah. They may just be good. Some weeks. And the worst team in, in college football some weeks. All right. California on a three game losing streak. They're going on the road to Utah, Utah ranked 12th in the land with only the loss to USC. Right. Uh, they're 21 and a half point home favorites against California. Uh, that line's too big for me. I don't care if Chase Garbers is playing or not. I'll take Cal. I'm going to take Utah just because uh, they seem to have a good offense now. And Cal, I think, is destroyed. Evan Weaver called it weeks ago where he, like when they lost their first game and he went on this rampage thing. Historically, we've just folded when this happens. We can't do that again. Well, guess yeah. what? History repeats itself. You're gonna, yeah, that you're guy seems fold. to know exactly what's going on. Like They have a better culture than Washington, and also they're going to fold. Yeah. <laughs> He's like correct, kind of every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you got to respect that. And Washington State and Oregon Cougs, four game winning streak against the Ducks here. Uh, you figure Oregon's going to be able to do whatever they want on the ground. Uh, 
And I mean, can they almost like officially put the conference to bed here? I mean, they've only played four games in the conference and they've wrapped up the Pac-12 North. Isn't that unreal? Yeah, yeah. They've had, I mean, they have five more conference games to play. I think they're going to put a pretty big hurt on WSU. I think they're upset. They've lost four in a row, so they're going to be they're going to be charged up. I don't think that the magic that WSU has had in years past is going to exist. Give me the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, I think the Ducks are going to win this game also, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to be like wearing my Butch T. Coog costume. You <laughs> have the problem? No, I don't. We have a we have a little because my wife's parents are big Cougs, so we have like a little uh, Butch, a uh, little mascot stuffed animal that's in my son's room, which he's allowed to keep because he thinks it's a rat. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Butch the rat, we call him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you should foster that too. Make like emphasize the rat aspect of it, so that just every time that he'll be like, wait, wait till he's like <laughs> middle school and he comes home one day and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, man. College football, it's got quirks. I don't know. I mean, we know they're the Cougars. I thought it was a rat. Yeah. Well, it's just weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, you've learned a long time ago. Your dad doesn't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ducks should just be able to just run the ball on this one. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you hope against hope that they kind of shot their bullets last week. Because, you know, I mean, that's an emotional game for them. You figure a lot, a lot of like kind of under the table player money riding on a good performance against Washington figured a week of spending it, maybe not working out as hard. Cougs sneak in there. Yeah, I like it. I like, I that. like, I like where your head's at. I like it. So ducks, ducks are going to roll. All right. Uh, anything to add? Ah, this is a good angry pot. I think we, we appropriately vented our, um, our anger with the situation that went down last week. Yeah, it's, it's complete and utter bullshit. Uh, for Eric, I'm Warren. Thanks for listening. This has been Eligible Receivers. We will see you next week.